Blog Talk Radio. results in a death sentence. The Voice of the Martyrs contacts reported that the Assize Court of the province of Gilan, Iran, officially charged Pastor Youssef Nardarkhani with apostasy. The court said the pastor is an apostate because he believes in Jesus and has shared his faith with others. The court files say Pastor Youssef has denied the prophethood of the great prophet of Islam and the rule of the sacred religion of Islam. He's proven his apostasy by organizing evangelistic meetings and inviting others to Christianity, establishing a house church, baptizing people, along with expressing his faith to others and denying Islamic values. Let the Voice of the Martyrs bring you testimonies of today's heroes of the faith. Subscribe to VOM's free monthly newsletter at 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Call 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. It was a beautiful night. It was an extremely powerful night. We held a a thrilling, a supernaturally thrilling service on the Gold Coast in Australia. Perhaps one of the most intense exorcisms we conducted. It was a dramatic spiritual battle against the forces of evil, against the superior powers of Jesus Christ. I'm happy to report, obviously, that Jesus was victorious. I remember the night well. We had a great crowd assembled where the church wanted to learn about deliverance and inner healing. Key aspects of the gospel that is largely forgotten in our modern day. After partaking of Holy Communion, I ministered to those afflicted by demon powers. One of the first individuals I reached out to was a young woman who I'll just refer to as Jessica. She came with her husband. As I began to pray for her, powerful demons screamed out of her and contorted her body. The war was on. I commanded the demons to release her. Spirits manifesting were wanting to rage war with us. So I battled back in the power of the Holy Spirit. These aggressive and strong, unclean spirits twisted her hands until something like a, like a claw-like form and placed her in, on the ground. In the authority of Jesus Christ, I commanded the demons to come up to the front of the hall so I could properly minister to her. They gradually crawled on the ground to the front. I then commanded the demons to come off the ground and sit in a chair. They obeyed. There's a million of us. It's me, Jezebel. 
a boastful and vile spiritual creature named Jezebel declared to me. We came into her bloodline through her mother and father. We've been here for a long time. As the demons named Jezebel battled me, I asked God's holy angels to come and to assist me in the warfare. As I asked the angels to intervene and to strike the demons with their swords, Jezebel groaned in defeat and fell to the ground in utter defeat. However, it still wanted to battle, so I placed the fire of the Holy Spirit on the demons, and they cried out loudly in defeat. They still wanted to fight me, so I turned to my cross of deliverance. They grasped it, and they screamed even louder in defeat. Jesus is Lord. He is superior to our powers, the demon confessed before the awed crowd. We also discovered within Jessica a soul invader, a witch. This witch was nasty, really nasty towards me. With murderous intensity, the witch screamed at me, I will get you. I will get you. I will get you with a revengeful intensity in the voice and with clawed-like hands wanting to tear into my skin. We've been sending curses and spells to her to, to destroy her. This murderous witch was persistent in her attack upon, upon me. I battled back in the name of Jesus Christ. It was too much for the witch, and she was forced out along with all the murderous witchcraft spirits. They were commanded into the abyss in Jesus' name. We also discovered Jezebel was enslaving numerous hard parts, a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and a ten-year-old. And they were guided to Jesus for healing. They were actually able to see the risen Jesus. I mean, can, can it get any better than this? They were able to see the risen Jesus Christ. Yes, the demons were evicted, and this woman was freed by Jesus. She was set free and powerfully healed of a broken heart. Those assembled were amazed, encouraged, equipped. I just loved it. Even as the, when, the night went on, other disciples were driving out demons in the name of Jesus. It was a beautiful night for Jesus and his miracle-working powers. Jessica was happy, too, as you can imagine, afterwards, and embraced the cross with vigor and a new life. This young woman had a heavenly experience. So many ask me, what happens when people have these heavenly experiences when they're caught up into the third heaven? What actually takes place? Well, that's exactly what I'd like to discuss today on deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. I'll be here for the next few minutes exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. God has bestowed upon this global mission extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have perhaps created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys, the wonders, and the glories of God's heavens. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of his powers. 
at jbartlettmissions.com. Heavenly experiences are for real, my friends. Watch and see at jbartlettmissions.com. Schedule a personal, confidential, and loving ministry session with us today. Perhaps you're needing spiritual intervention or immediate assistance in removing demons and healing for your broken heart. We're available to travel to your location and meet you at a neutral location to pray and minister to you and your family. We will travel domestically, internationally. We have a limited amount of sessions available, so please contact us today to schedule at 877-483-5519 or email us at j at jbartlandmissions.com. Schedule a personal, confidential, loving ministry session with us today, 877-483-5519 or simply email us at j at jbartlandmissions.com. That's J-A-Y at jbartlandmissions.com. Welcome back to Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. We're discussing the whole issue of the reality of the third heaven. Second Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul was caught up into the third heaven. So we know the third heaven is real. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that God created the heavens and the earth. Heavens, plural. There's various realms. When you're speaking about heaven, there's the first heaven, there's the second heaven, the third heaven. But I really want to stay focused on the third heaven. When I've And we've seen thousands of people from around the world on all six continents in multiple countries around the world not only get delivered from evil spirits but caught up into the third heaven. And what we have discovered – I made a list here, some of the top ten fascinating, intriguing realities about, about heaven. And again, these this is in my estimation. I would estimate 90%. Of those who have heavenly encounters, which will see Jesus, I would estimate 80% see Jesus and the Heavenly Father. Again, I'm talking about those who've had heavenly encounters, those who have caught up into the heavens, in the third heaven. 90% would see, would, would see the Savior. A high percentage. I would estimate, in my estimation, 80% actually see the son of uh, son of the living god and the heavenly father number 3 i would estimate 70% actually of those who've been caught up to the third heaven actually get to encounter the holy trinity father son and holy spirit and i've noticed in recent years that number has climbed it wasn't that i wouldn't estimate 90 i mean 70% it was a little bit lower but in recent years that has bumped it up where 70% of the people we minister to who are caught up to the third heaven actually get to meet the Holy Trinity. It's astounding. Number four, I would estimate 80 to 90% see, as they are up in the third heaven, see holy angels. Number five, everyone, and this is 100%, everyone who has a heavenly encounter speaks of the love of God. I've yet to come across somebody who who was caught up into the third heaven 
and not speak about that reality. I would say that's the number one spiritual, supernatural aspect that's mentioned. When people enter into the heavenly realms of the glorious home of the Godhead, they speak of the love of God. By far, it's the biggest enjoyment aspect of visiting the third heaven. Number six, the number two biggest in, 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 uh, aspect of heaven is people speak about the peace they feel, the peace of God in heaven. Number seven, I would say number three. So number one, when, they, when, when, when individuals are being caught up to the third heaven, they speak about the love of God, number one. Number two, they speak about the peace of God. Number three, safety, safety in heaven. They speak about how safe and comforting it is, about the safety in heaven. Number eight, 90% of those who get caught up into the third heaven do not want to return. And that's, uh, and that's pretty consistent throughout the world. I would estimate nine out of ten people who enter the third heaven do not return. Now, here recently we've come across some individuals who already who visited, I think they were, it was so surreal and so fantastic and fabulous and, and shocking, awe-inspiring. It was something that they just didn't expect it. I think they were just kind of surprised and wanted to get back quickly. But I would estimate, in my estimation, 90% of people who go to the third, third heaven do not want to return. I remember being in Vinhook, the capital city of Namibia in southern Africa. Last year, and holding a seminar, I never had, I never traveled to this country before, uh, but I was uh, conducting a tour of Southern Africa, in particular South Africa, obviously, visiting Johannesburg and Pretoria, and holding meetings in Cape Town, various missions where demons were cast out. I taught from the Word, held powerful seminars, powerful seminars, but I was able to get into Namibia. And hold a seminar. While in Namibia, during our seminar, a woman was caught up to the third heaven, and she experienced some of the most amazing heavenly wonders. Amazing heavenly wonders. When it was time for her to come back, she was not happy. She wasn't happy at all, actually. She was upset that she had to be brought back to this earthly realm. And we get to see that often. People don't want after they experience the purity, the holiness, the love, the joy, the safety, the peace of God, people don't want to come back to this earthly realm. And that's, I would say, 95, 90 to 95% of people that go to the third heaven do not want to come back. Number nine, I would ask uh, common themes that we see in heaven is the brilliance of light. A vast majority of people, I think close, close to 100%, will speak about a brilliant, heavenly, supernatural light like they had never experienced before. We often hear it, heaven be described as a clean, very pure environment where there's absolute 
harmony. Absolute harmony. Where there's speaking animals, singing flowers, singing trees, and other heavenly creatures. And where your deceased loved ones who know the Lord Jesus Christ, where they're present. It's paradise. As 2 Corinthians 12 tells us, it is paradise. And another, number 10, the, and I'm speaking about the top 10 fascinating realities about heaven, is the vastness of the heavenly realms. There is so much to explore. It's hard for the mind, obviously, to comprehend. It's difficult, it's challenging. But we hear about the vastness, meaning there's no end. There's all these various kinds of majestic, vibrant, exciting, joyful, loving places to explore and to investigate and and to enjoy. Wouldn't you like to go to this place? Wouldn't you like to go to the third heaven? Wouldn't you like to be caught up into paradise? In fact, it's an interesting word Paul used to describe the third heaven. Paradise. Paradise. Remember the thief next to Jesus? He was taking his last breaths and he was calling out to Jesus for salvation. Jesus told told him that today you would be would that he would be with him in paradise. Wouldn't you like to go to paradise? I'm looking forward to that opportunity. And what we what we have discovered that there's some steps that usually take place. When people are called up to the third heaven, Generally speaking, they get to meet Jesus. That's number one. Number two, after meeting Jesus and receiving his love and his peace, his presence, his safety, people often will talk about their experiences, the joys and the glories and the wonders of heaven, meeting heavenly creatures and so on and so forth. Number three, they get to a door. Number four, they get to enter through. They get to open the door and enter through, enter into the very throne room of God. Where number five, they get, begin to have communion with the Heavenly Father. And number six, they get, receive directives there. And then, of course, they get to return, be empowered by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of kind of what we see as people being caught up to the hev- third heaven. That's what we often see. Again, there's a powerful passage in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 5 that tells us, reminds us, we're to taste of the word and the powers of the age to come. In the next presentation, I want to talk a little bit more about the throne room and what is present in that throne room. I bless each and every one of you in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 